what's up y'all hi hi hey what is up y'all welcome back to another episode of black news it's Cornelia here again back for another fantastic episode and another good round of topics in case you guys are new to the cast this is black news a podcast where i discuss current events hot topics and local stories involving black people make sure you guys tell a friend let them know we chit chatting over here on black news podcast and they should join in you should pass the tid let them know what's up and let them know that we over here having a good old time all right first things first Whenever I say first things first, I feel like I'm supposed to follow up with I Papa, Freaks All the Honeys, Dummies, Playboy Bunnies, Those One Money. But I won't. I'm going to say the same thing I say every week, y'all. Make sure y'all like and subscribe to Black News on all apps where podcasts can be heard. I usually say uh, <laughs> I am on Google Podcasts, Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. You name it, we own it. If we ain't on it, I'm going to get on it. Just tell me so I can get up on it, okay? And also, tell your friends, spread the word. Let them know about Black News. And also, let me know if there's particular topics that you guys want to hear about in the coming weeks. All right, let's get into it. Insecure is back, y'all. It's fine. Oh, y'all, it's finally back. Don't it feel like Insecure been off for two years? Low key, it came on when we first went into the pandemic. It feel like two years because y'all know 2020 was 16 years packed in one. So it, it damn near was that uh, that long. But Insecure, which I feel like is the biggest, most popular black TV show on at the moment is finally back. Um, and I say that as far as the biggest, because there has become a social movement around it. It is a complete vibe. I feel like if you not watching it, you literally are left out. Um, and this is the final season. So at this point you need to get in where you fit in. You need to make sure that you checking it out every week. But again, I'm happy as AF that Insecure is back. So so I'm going to do a quick little recap of this week's episode. Um, first, I, you know, Insecure, it just embodies like it, everything, right? Style, um, you know, tone, you know, hair, fa- fashion, everything. It literally is aesthetically pleasing to the eye and I ain't just saying that because I like the show I'm saying that because we all watch a lot of tv and some tv shows don't even look good they're entertaining but they don't they're not they don't catch catch your eye so one shout out to the the team and the and the crew over there for always keeping you know the aesthetics of the show just Chris and pristine but we left off last season with the rekindling of Issa and Lawrence. So, you know, everybody was all happy. They, you know, they got back together. They had that moment where they finally reconciled, talked about what went wrong. They both recognized their flaws in the relationship, what they did to hurt each other, what they did to kind of hurt themselves and how they were going to uh, 
uh, how they worked on themselves to get back to where they were. So we thought, oh, shoot. And I'm, I'm saying we, I wasn't that person. Okay. I, I just knew it wasn't going to work. Anyway, we thought everything was copesthetic. But then come to find out that Lawrence's recent ex, Condolences, her real name is Condola on the show, but we're going to call her, uh, we're going to call her, uh, con- Condoleezza, whatever. She is pregnant. Just when Issa and Lawrence got back together and things seemed to be perfect and good, we are now given this information. And by we, I mean Issa, because she's going to have to shoulder this. So we come back to this season and we find the crew going to their 10-year class reunion at Stanford University. And I don't know if I forgot that they went to Stanford on the show, but when they was walking through, I was like, you know what? They look like they went to Stanford. They, they look like they went to Stanford. And I will say when I they first got there, I thought it was homecoming. I was like, is that what the white homecoming look like? Because if so, count me out, honey. That looked boring. Is that what they be doing at the PWIs for like homecoming and reunions? Ain't no band. Where the food truck? Ain't no man sweating bullets out there cooking ribs. Where the lemonade? Where is the food? Who cooking the food? What no mac and cheese? Nowhere on campus? Where the cheerleaders? Where the Greeks at? What no, uh, where the, where the students? Anyway. I just did want to point that out because I made a note like that, that was, that homecoming was, oof. Don't, don't invite me to the PWI reunions. I'm going to stick with Hampton University and the other HBCUs. Anyway, moving on. So when we originally saw at the beginning of the episode, Issa going to San Francisco, I thought, oh shoot, Lawrence moved up there. She going to see him, check him out. But no, we had that twist, which was fantastic. So we really got to see everybody in their element and uh, interacting and back on campus. But one of the main themes of the episode was the friendship between Issa and Molly, which, you know, I we say what we want about Insecure as far as what the overall arching theme is. Some people think it's like that relationship between Lawrence and Issa. Honestly, I think the relationship is between, and the show is just about Issa and Molly. The same way on Girlfriends, if you hear Mara Brock Akil, who was the creator, y'all know she was the creator, um, writer for Girlfriends. She will always say Joan's love story wasn't about her and finding these men. At the end of the day, it was a story about her and Tony. That was the baseline of the show. It was those two. I feel like the same can be said about Insecure. It's Issa and Molly. But we see them still trying to trying to recover from the bad break that they had last season. Because if y'all remember, it was Drama City, okay? It was Drama City and the cap per capita was two. Those two. So we see them having awkward interactions. But they, you know, they were trying to make it work. Issa did a panel. She felt like she bombed. She had some uh, some revelations while she was doing it, kind of trying to figure out where her life was going and what was next. We've seen some wonderful and funny as the hell Kelly interactions. 
who always kill it with the comedy relief. Um, uh, Amanda Seals' character, Tiffany, that was great. Um, they had like this little hood homegirl they used to rap with. She ended up robbing them later in the show, child. All around chuckles. Also, shout out to my very good friend, Chinadu, who played Omari on this uh, current episode. He was the potential love interest for for Yvonne Orji's character, Molly. So, good bunch of cameos, good, good dialogue and good banter, but some of uh, the initial themes that I want to talk about. And before I get into that, y'all, apparently on social media, there was some backlash because people didn't know that Molly and Tiffany were AKAs on the show. And apparently Tiffany had on some, some AKA Nelia. She had on pink and green, basically the whole episode. And people were coming for Amanda and people, I mean, some of the AKAs, some other Greeks, like, that's disrespectful. You got on the shield. Now, look, as a member of Dub Sick Data Sorority Incorporated, I see both perspectives. I'm of the school of I don't care. If the persona and the portrayal wasn't in a negative light, because it's fictional, it's TV, they are characters. I'm pretty sure nationals had to give the okay. So the the top the top the top Ivies probably signed off on this. And because we forget, especially if you went to HBCUs where you know have family members or you just know about Greek life when it comes to the Panhellenic Council, you forget a lot of people don't know about our fraternities and sororities. So them being on a show like Insecure and highlighting that, that is actually giving some shine for people who don't know what the hell that is. People were coming for Amanda, people, the crew and everybody came to her defense, basically like, if y'all got something to say, she didn't write the damn show. She she was just acting. Come talk to us about it. Now, again, I'm saying this. I ain't financial, okay? I ain't paid my dues. Maybe I would feel different if I was a dues-paying member of the organization of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. But I'm a Delta for life, and it did not bother me. Now, if it was negative and it was doing something crazy, then I would be upset. I would be pissed. But it, it was fine. It was it was a good portrayal. Anyway, a couple of themes with this episode that I want to kind of throw out there, right? The first one, when is it a good time to end a friendship? When is it time to call it quits with the two main characters in this particular show? They've had some severe down moments as of late last season it was a big they almost had got to a fight it you know it was just boiling over to the point where I thought it was no return but they have reconciled and they you know they're trying to work their way through it but when is it a time to walk away are you the type of person that feels like um friends come a dime a dozen you know, sometimes, you know, hey, you don't want my friend no more, but I'm, I'm out of here. Or are you the type of person that you know, feels like you have to really keep the relationships and keep that friend family connection together? I've been in both cases. 
I've had friends who I've lost because you find out they're not your friend anymore. I've had friends that I've outgrown. I have friends who I don't talk to for long periods of time, not because they're not my friend anymore. We just got life stuff coming going on. But by the time y'all connect with each other, it feels like no time has passed at all. I've also had friends who I've lost to then death. That's a whole different dynamic because you literally lose someone without it being your choice. It literally feels like somebody's ripped out of your life without you having any say, which is exactly what happens. But what, when do we draw the line? When do we call it quits? In Molly and Issa's case, you know, if this were last season, last season, I would have said at the end of last season, I was saying, as a matter of fact, just let it be what it's going to be. You can't put a, a circle, a, what is it, the square in the circle, whatever. You can't fit something that don't fit at the time. Sometimes your feet swell up and you think you wear eight and a half. But then if you wait to put, try to try the shoe on next week, you're going to be able to fit into the shoe. The swelling went down. Okay. Sometimes the swelling of a friendship can go down. Um, so last season I was like, eh, just walk it off. Take some time to yourself this season. Okay. Give it another shot. The same can be said with another thing with this current season. It seems like is when is it time to call quits in a intimate relationship? And more specifically, would you date a man who got a baby on the way? That's the question. We saw at the end of this episode, Issa coming to the conclusion that she can't do this no more. And shout out to her because if y'all don't live in LA, one thing you do know, it's hard as it's it's hard as hell getting a ride from Los Angeles International Airport. It's so hard to get a ride from LAX. People be like, you out where? Ah, die, die. I gotta, nah, my back itching. I can't, I can't come down there. It's far. Don't nobody want to pick you up and Uber rides from LAX be $6 million one way. So people were saying it's good that she waited till after he picked her up to, to break up with him. But Issa came to the conclusion where she felt like she couldn't do this anymore and it appears that Lawrence agrees so in this case and this for y'all would you continue to date your now on again long-term partner if he now has a baby on the way would you do it now for y'all that don't remember the circumstances Issa and Lawrence broke up Remember, Issa cheated back in season one. She was with Daniel. Now, I don't condone cheating, but I also condone Daniel. Okay. But they had a extensive breakup towards the final seasons or the last season. Lawrence connected with condolences. Her name is Condola, y'all. Like I said, they had a, a pretty decent relationship. Come to find out, Canola really didn't know if she wanted to be married again. She was divorced. She wasn't really feeling that whole vibe. Him and uh, Issa bumped into each other, connected, started hanging out, ended up getting back together. Him and Condola broke. They were apart. But then when things started getting good, Condola popped up with the, hey, buddy, I'm pregnant. Hey, oops, there goes my skirt up over my head. She is with child. Now, 
as an old broad myself, after a certain age, you get pregnant, I'm keeping the baby. That's it. I'm keeping it. That might be your only chance. Condola, she she ain't young. She keeping that kid. Lawrence, he like, man, dang, I just got back with Issa. But for Issa and for the sake of this question, she just got back with this man. Yes, she started the whole domino effect with the cheating. Yes, this these circumstances are the totality of a lot of things that happened. But should she now stay in this relationship? And I'm asking you, listening, would you date your now back on again boyfriend if he had a child on the way? I'm going to tell y'all one thing about me. I would not do it. I wouldn't do it at the age that they are on this show. They are maybe 10 years out of college. Let's say you graduated when you 22, when you 21, 22. Let's say at the oldest, they 32 years old. At 32 years old, I would not want to take on the commitment of having and building a trying to start a foundation and, and grow with the man while he is fathering another child with a woman that he just broke up with. I couldn't handle that. I would not be able to take that on. Not even as far as just like emotionally, right? It's all of that. The amount of time you have to spend with a newborn and the newborn's mother and helping her, hell, he might as well move in. He gonna have to live with condolences if he wanna be a good dad, especially in the beginning. Then when y'all are now hanging out, what does that mean for you? His first child and that experience is, is now is now with her. If y'all ever dated a man with kids, child, listen, you date a man with kids, you got to hang out with them kids. You, oh, y'all, we're going to have a, let's pause for a event session. When you date people with children, and it might be different. I'm just speaking from my own personal uh, experience. Every time I've dated a man with kids, when y'all hang out and kick it, especially like on the weekend, you got to hang out with them kids. Ain't just every time, ain't going to just be you and him. And then when it's you and him, he got to buy leave, pick up the kids. They FaceTime and they call it. Y'all, you, it, it be y'all. You the fake stepmom, whether you want to or not. And if you ain't, and he ain't active in his kid life, that's a red flag anyway. So you might all, you might want to get up out of there. Okay. You might want to dip set on them, on them. Okay. But. That's a lot to take on. So if I were 32 years old and if I were just trying to starting to figure out who I was and what I want to do with my life and my career and I had all of these goals and ambitions and I just started a, a company, shot off the block, her, her, her new business, and I was on this path of discovery, the last thing I would want to do is to now balance all of this with my partner now fathering a newborn child and being in this co-parent situation with the woman he just broke up with. I ain't got time for it. And I don't blame Issa for it being like, y'all, I can't do this playboy. Okay. Yeah. You're a boy. I can't do it. So I feel her on that, but what would y'all do? So maybe some of y'all have been in this situation and let's say the shoe was on the other foot. If this were Issa and she got pregnant by Oh, light skinned dude who with the with the light eyes. What if she got pregnant by him? Y'all know Lawrence would have been up out of here. He we wouldn't be having this conversation, guys. But 
for the sake of this, I ain't mad at it. I'm so looking forward to this upcoming season. I'm thinking about maybe doing like side recaps. So keeping black news and keeping the weekly episodes with topics, but then doing maybe bonus quick episode recaps throughout the week just to get so we can have somewhere to talk about this because y'all that's my show man it's my show all right what are y'all predictions for this season of insecure and how we gonna end this because y'all know everybody talking about y'all better not game of thrones this y'all better not sopranos or dexter this meaning have a bs ass ending because we know how that feels. Dexter had the worst television ending I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Sopranos, I ain't watched that. People was pissed off. Game of Thrones, we was invested doing all this other stuff just for Bran. What was it? Bran, who was the king? Some Lion of Thrones? Y'all disgraceful. Hopefully they don't do that to us. Even if they did, I ain't mad. Because that's what y'all get for asking them to make it an hour episode for the last four years. It's a 30-minute comedy, okay? But hit me up with your predictions. Honestly, I, I think Issa and Lawrence going to stay apart as they should. I think Molly and Issa going to have, you know, their relationship still intact. And they're going to be doing that little dance just like they doing. And I think it's going to be business as usual. But hit me up on social media and let me know what you think. What's going to go down on this final season of Insecure? Are you watching? Have you been caught up? And if you ain't watching, what's your problem? This next topic is such a feel-good topic, y'all. It's such a, like a, a wonderful and just a positive story. Y'all may have seen this floating around Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But there are or there is a group of black men in Shreveport, Louisiana, who have formed a group called Dads on Duty that basically goes to a particular school in Shreveport. It's a Southwood High School, and they are there not to patrol, but to offer a presence at the school. And this comes after there were a string of fights happening and about 23 students were arrested. It was getting out of hand. And so these particular, this group of fathers decided to get together and come up to the school and have people there every single day. And ever since the fighting, the incidents have come, have stopped. This story made me so happy. There's articles, there's videos, they interview some of the dads. And basically it's in the spirit of having that male figure around right you in high school maybe it I don't know where you guys are from but when you go to high school and you go to high school in a black city in a black area or you go to you know maybe his all Hispanic city where all Hispanic high school wherever there often is it can be a level of discourse throughout the school in different pockets right different schools you always have um you know different crews and and different types of cliques and groups but sometimes when you go to a black school and you in the hood or you just in a black city in general it's just always it's it's a it's a, a something in the air that something can pop off at any moment 
right? And that may not necessarily always be the case. I went to Flint Central High School. It wasn't fights all the time at Central High School, but when it was a fight, it was a fight. We had metal detectors. It was like that. But instead of doing this over-policing of our schools and our children and in our spaces, they decided to, to switch it up and to do this. And it proves that it works. This works. When people say defund the police and they say we need to have community policing and have other resources dispatched when when things are, are, are going wrong or there's trouble, this is exactly what they're talking about. Let's say uh, students got into a fight and we can this is a perfect case study. Students get into a fight, police call. They when when police are called to a, an incident, police not called to to help. They basically call they call to somebody getting arrested. They not called in to solve the problem. They call they call in to put the problem in jail or to handcuff the problem. But let's say in this case, somebody start fighting. Somebody dad pull up because one thing you ain't about to do is fight in front of somebody daddy. I know that much. And this shows it. It shows that the presence of father figures, of male figures, of that support figures, of, of that, um, that just on hand, just advocacy, it works. It, 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 it does wonders. And, and the dads were, you know, they show videos of them hanging around at the school. It ain't like them walking around in police uniforms or some like, fatigues or something patrolling the halls. They got on these like orange red t-shirts. You got little dads, big dads. They cracking jokes on the kids, you know, talking to them about school, their classes, making sure they get places on time, you know, catching up with them, interacting, just being a positive presence in their life and at that school. And that has done wonders. They are saying that they're hoping to dispatch chapters or like other other groups of dads on on duty throughout the state of Louisiana. And I really hope this takes off and they try doing this at, at other places. Because again, a lot of times when young people are in turmoil, it 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 stems back to their situation, right? What's going on at home? What do you have at home? What don't you have at home? Who do you have at home? Who don't you have at home? What guidance do you have? What guidance do you not have? And how is that affecting you in other spaces of your, of your life? And if you don't have a father figure in your house, or maybe you don't have a positive father figure, maybe you do have a father figure, but he working all day because he got to make money to take care of the family. Maybe you lacking something when you go to school and you have that interaction it's like a blanket and it, it offers you that space to feel like somebody is there for you. And one of the girls in the video, the young girls who went to the school pointed out and they were asking them, why do they think things have changed at the school? And she was like, have you never, you ever gotten a look? Y'all know what it is. You get that look from your dad or your mama, pff, you, you gonna sit down. 
you think you about to fight and you think you about to be acting crazy at school and one of these dads pull up with this t-shirt on and he yoke your ass up by the collar you ain't gonna do that no more because sometimes that's all that's needed it's that 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 watchful eye it's that connection it's that person who looks like you who's older than you who has was a father or even a mother figure who sees you sees what you're going through and can help you through that situation it does wonders i hope they do this everywhere they need to really look into this they need to really take this to the next level because the school to prison pipeline is real and some schools don't give a damn if your kids our kids our young people are fighting and getting locked up Dang, it ain't nothing in them to call the police up to the school and arrest them. Because guess what? The school, the prison pipeline is what? Is real. So shout out to Dads on Duty. They are out here doing a fantastic job. I love this. I just love it. Oh, shout out to them, man. Um, Have y'all seen something like this at y'all schools? They didn't have nothing like this back in Flint when I was growing up. Now, that we did have at my particular high school, we had a daycare in our school. We had a lot of uh, young mothers. We had a lot of teen moms. And we had in, in the city, like, alternative schools where people could go, where, where girls and boys could go if they were having trouble and dip, difficulty. Or if they were just the bad kids. You know, go to, you go to the alternative school. But we also had a daycare in school, and it would... Um, so you, if you were a young a teen mom, you could still go to school and get and finish high school, but your kids would be downstairs in the daycare. Child, we would be in class and school, and you would see the little the little push choo choo train rolling down the hall with little kids waving at the at you through the door. Tell me, hey, mommy, it, I'm t- that's that's public school, but it kept people in school. So sometimes you got to think outside the box to be able to get get our kids to where they need to be and get them to the finish line that daycare did that at at Flint Central High School and dad's on duty is doing that at this particular high school Southwood High in Shreveport so shout out to them if you guys have something similar like this in your area or y'all got some ideas let me know man we need to spread the word and we need to keep doing stuff like this because it's working wonders and I would love to see this grow let me know what you guys think I got a couple things I want to point out for honorable mention, so let's get into it. And by a couple things, I just mean two movies that I can't wait to see, which is Passing with Tessa Thompson in it and The Harder They Fall with every damn black person in Hollywood, okay? Look like everybody up in that thing, and I can't wait to watch. Both coming out on Netflix. The Harder They Fall has Idris Elba, Elba, who's still fine. Regina King, Jonathan Majors, who out here killing it, y'all. And he about to be uh, the new villain in the Marvel franchise. Jonathan Majors about to be up out of here. He just came off of Lovecraft Country, which is, oh, Chevsky. Uh, Lakeith in there. Every, everybody is in, in Harder They Fall. It is a black Western. I'm not really sure like the details based on the trailer. It looks like Idris Elba's character was locked up. He the ringleader of maybe 
like a, a villainous crew in some southern region cowboy area I don't know but Jonathan Majors seems like the uh, the hero character and it's going down executive produced uh by i believe jay-z was a part of it he got some new music on the thing on the soundtrack y'all i'm going to watch i'm excited about this and i'm excited about black westerns i feel like that is one of the genres where we as black people kind of got boxed out of even though historically black cowboys were very prevalent and we did have a stakehold in that whole movement so the, the erasure of the black cowboy and you know and, and the erasure of us with with the southern culture blue country blue all of that nope we back at it and the harder they fall i feel like is the fan is the the best or is a great entry point back into the genre but shout out to them old um western black western posse wasn't posse a, a black western what was the one with amber rose in it I, they, we tried okay we tried but we here and passing is a movie based off a book that was written i believe in like the 1920s it's basically a story of two black women who are living in new york who one is passing for white and the other is not but it shows that relationship between the two worlds in the 1920s when it was very prevalent for black people who looked white to pass in into white society which is a whole other a whole other uh, story or situation because in order to pass you basically had to abandon the life that of, of the, your black life as you knew it it was very difficult for men and women who passed to go back and see their families. They couldn't keep in contact. Some of them would basically say, don't ever reach out to me ever again in order to keep up that lie for them. Maintaining whiteness was more important to them than keeping contact with their family. A lot of people who tried, who passed were fearful of having children with their new white partners or in their new white spaces, because as you know, you can't tell genetics what to do. You can't tell it. So you could pass all you want to and think you're doing something. But the minute you've had that baby, that thing pop out with full C hair. It's on like Donkey Kong. So passing is, I'm so looking forward to it. And it seemed like it's going to be a thriller. It, that's, that's how it kind of gives me thriller vibes. Not Michael Jackson thriller, but thriller like, you know, horror movie. And the harder they fall, both coming out on Netflix, both I'm excited about. If you guys watching, we gonna we can do a little chit chat about it. Let me know what y'all think. But your girls all in. I can't wait. Let me know what you guys think once you see it. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. I think we up to like number 10 or something, y'all. We out here doing it. Who would have thought? Okay? Who would have thought? <laughs> thank y'all so much for continuing to support. Continue to like and subscribe on all apps or podcasts can be heard, specifically on Apple Podcasts. Go there, like, rate five stars, leave a fantastic comment. That's how the podcast grows. When people see the words that you left, they're like, you know what? That sounds like a good old podcast. 
let me listen up and see what Camille talk about over here. I would love if you guys could support me in that way. Also, hit me up on social media. Let me know what topics you want to talk about or if there's one in particular that you really want to go in on. Just let me know. Your girl always down for some chitter chatter. Okay. And y'all know what I'm about to say next. I got shows, y'all. Come out to a show. I'm in LA County performing damn near every weekend. So just hit me up on social media, specifically Instagram and Twitter. Or check my website because I have dates and shows posted, ticket information, and all that jizzy jazz. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Black News. Have a fantastic week. I will see you guys back here, same time, same place. Bye.